Talk. I'm your host, Scott Minton. Today, we are sitting down with Mr. Ryan Houchins, and we are going to do a special edition um, this night, and we are doing what we call Dusty Decanters with Ryan. So, Ryan, how are you doing today? Doing all right, Scott. The other folks on the panel, we got Mr. Uh, Toby himself. Hey. And uh, Ofo Fanboy Josh. What's up? So, uh, tonight, we're going to be trying... I, Five or six different pours here. We're Probably. starting off with uh, the 1981 DeCupper Peach Brandy, which, uh, you know, we drink whatever they bring us. So uh, we're going to try this, and then we're going to run into uh, the 1981 McCormick, the 1969 Oak Crow Chessman, the 1976 Jim Beam, and the 1984 Wild Turkey. So gobble, gobble. I know we're going to talk some turkey later on. Well, first, we ought to say thank you to Ryan for bringing so many beautiful pours here. Yes, absolutely. Thanks so much, Ryan. Yeah, I appreciate uh, it. Appreciate that. So if you want to, just walk us through. We, this one here is a fresh crack on the DeCupper Peach Brandy. Is, so, that, is that how you pronounce it? DeCupper? Is it DeKuiper? I don't know. Yeah I, um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. All right. The Cooper, the Kuiper. Where did you, yeah. where did you acquire this? So this one I got at a... Uh, an auction so stumbled onto it and um, got it in a lot with a whole bunch of glasses and different stuff like that but it was it wasn't open so they could sell it and it was just for the bottle gotcha so a lot of those guys can't sell alcohol legally so they're selling you the bottle so ryan before i taste this or try it you got anything that says it's okay to drink brandy that's this old um, I don't, but my assumption is with as much sugar as in this, and I've had some, um, that if it went bad, it turned into syrup. So yeah. I think we're okay. So and we should make a plate of pancakes and let's go to town. Listen, I, I think you probably could with this. It's pretty damn sweet. <laughs> so uh, initially, I mean, the nose on this thing is crazy. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> but it is sweet. I mean, this is like, I mean, you literally could probably render this down with a little bit of heat and maybe just add just a touch more sugar and you could probably actually have syrup peach syrup absolutely <laughs> this is this is pretty daggone sweet so I, i'm only i'm gonna have to eat a chip or something in between this and the the actual bourbon to get get some of that sweetness out of my mouth do we all get to pour the extra in your cup so you have to drink it all no We'll give it to Toby. He's not driving. My my favorite part of that bottle is it actually gives you a recipe of peach whipped cream on the back of it. There you go. You're going to try that. Now, that does sound really good. I do love some peaches. So, peaches, peaches, peaches. But I'm not getting a whole lot of peach from this at all. Oh, you're, you're not? You're getting no. sugar? I'm getting just sugar. Yeah. I get sugar, but I, I do definitely get the peach. I mean, it's not, it's not overpowering peach. It's not like actually drinking peach schnapps, but... I tell you what, like, you put your nose in that glass, it knocks you. I mean, it hits... It's got a very distinct fruity smell to it, which you would expect. It's interesting. Now, I don't drink a lot of brandy, but this is interesting. Now, one thing I've done is I've actually soaked Old Foe rye in peaches and then use that for my cocktails. And this is actually very much like that. Hmm. Hmm. That is very interesting. That's an interesting... I've never even thought to do that. What kind of drinks do you... What kind of a, a mixed drink would you make with brandy? I mean, for me, I mean, you could do anything. I mean, anything that you would do with bourbon, you could do with brandy. It's just what what flavor profile are you going to dial in with it? I mean, theoretically, I mean, you could do an old fashioned. It's just mm-hmm. it would be a, it would be a weird one because you would get a lot of fruit texture to it. Um, but you would probably pick something that you would want to go 
with those uh, citrus notes that you're going to pull out of that uh, that old fashioned anyway. Gotcha. I don't know that you would want to do a Manhattan. That might be the only one that because I, I don't I don't know how it would marry with the vermouth, but I don't know. But, it has a beautiful smell to it. Honestly, it's it smells great. Uh, the taste is okay. Uh, but I'm not a brandy drinker. It's so. just too sweet. I mean, I, I feel like I'm drinking Southern Comfort. Mm-hmm. Peach-flavored Southern Comfort. That's what I, I swear. That's what so I feel like I'm co- drinking. That's like Absolutely. A, that's exactly what it tastes yeah, like. Yeah, it tastes like peach-flavored Southern Comfort. I mean, it's super sweet. Now, I mean, we, we always put SoCo and Dr. Pepper. I don't know if that was... It's just something I did. I don't know if it was a, a real thing or not. College boys, I tell you. Y'all, y'all do some stupid shit. <laughs> is it me or is Dr. Pepper make every drink better, though? Well, well, yeah. I mean, not yeah. you really can't go wrong with Dr. Pepper, but mm-hmm. I don't know that it's makes everything better. I don't know. I just just like Big that. Red. Like I love Big Red. Big Red's like crack to me, but Big Red does not make everything better. That review guy that I sent you the other day, he was doing a review on sodas, and he said that uh, Big Red was toilet water. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> so the Danthines think the same thing. Like they think it tastes like uh, cotton candy. And it's just really, really too sweet, which, I mean, uh, that's why I love Dr. Pe- I mean, uh, that's why I love Big Red is because it's so daggone sweet. But, you know, who now, knows? The, the second taste of that, definitely different, sweeter, and pulls out more of the, the fruity notes to it than the first. The first, it just hits you. And it's like, oh, my God, you just took two spoonfuls of sugar in your mouth. Mm-hmm. But so 70 proof? 70 proof, yes. From right. 1981. <clears throat> so... A year older than me, probably not as high quality as me, but a year older than me, <laughs> 10 years older than you. Correct. Man. And well, Scott and Toby are just old. Yep. Toby, uh, there's only one bottle on the table older than Toby, and that's the old co-chessman, 1969. There yeah. we go. Okay. Toby is actually older than every other bottle on here. I'm old. We get it. True. So the McCormick is the same age as me, 1977. All right. And then everything else is older than me or younger well ryan thank you for bringing that very very interesting bottle and fresh crack today i love it so absolutely so what do you what do you think makes dusty decanters special or unique well for me through this whole crazy covid year there hasn't been any standing in line to get highly allocated bourbon there hasn't been any good raffles it's all been just online it i haven't been able to hang out with any of my bourbon friends because we're all trying to social distance and so when i wasn't able to get any good bottles on the shelf i started chasing bottles that frankly buffalo trace is making thousands of barrels more now millions of barrels more so there's eventually going to be a catch-up in the market there they're not making any more old stuff so i mean Even when you open the box that a chessman comes in, it's just this beautiful smell. I mean, when I had a few of them in my car, you could smell it. It's just beautiful. You sure that's not mold? I am 100% sure that is not mold. (laughs) Okay, just checking. You did did transport them standing up, correct? Absolutely. (laughs) I've heard some people that's had some horror stories where they laid them down and didn't realize the corks uh, have a tendency to leak. Yeah, that's an expensive... uh, Car air freshener. <laughs> I mean, that's an interesting comment that you you gave up most, mostly for searching for allocated bourbon over the summer because nobody was putting it out at the guaranteed set time like they used to, and that uh, there was no standing in lines. And I think I did the same for the most part. I've told you guys I 
since probably June, about 98% of what I've bought has been Old Forester. And only because I could hit it up on the curbside pickup really quickly. Yep. Same same here. I mean, I, I picked up some allocated bottles here and there, but for the most part, I've, I've done the exact same thing as you. Plus, I've just really been digging the old foe that we've been picking up. So, it's a really good thing. Well, let's move on. Let's I, move on. Get some bourbon in me. <clears throat> the McCormick. So, we've got 1977 Man, that was McCormick. a year. That was uh, out of a white Elvis decanter. And so all of these, when they were opened, the corks came out fully intact. So cool. you didn't have any risk of cork, so cork damage. Let's talk about that for a minute. What do you do when you open up one of these and the cork is damaged and you got all that just floating around? So, um, for example, on, on the uh, wild turkey decanters, you can hear it when you're float, when, if there's a piece of cork in there. It's just a slight tap against the, that porcelain. Um, but those corks always break when you open them. So so the turkey I knew was going to break when it came out. You have to filter those with a cheesecloth. Just make sure that you get out all the particulate when you do open it. So it's not like running it through a coffee filter. Uh, if you do that, you're going to lose a lot of bourbon to the coffee filter. Yep. Because um, the cork will actually absorb it. But if you do a cheesecloth, it runs straight through it and it just catches the pieces. Yeah. A lot of people, they say that they use a cheesecloth cheese cloth and then wire screen. So that way they can, they double filter it that way. That way they, if anything that gets through that cheesecloth, the, the wire filter, mesh filter usually catches it. So do you grab it out of the decanter, put it in something else while you're drinking it? Or do you actually leave it in the, the decanter while you're partaking? Um, so all of these, as soon as I open them, except for the beam, um, the beam is a glass bottle that's painted. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, they call it a decanter, but it's still a glass bottle. Um, all the others, they are porcelain decanters so you're putting them into a state a stable container so i put them into mason jars gotcha yeah that's pretty standard mason jars or some people will use old bottles but i think that you take you run the risk i think in some capacity especially if it's an actual true cork you might get a little bit of a different flavor profile you'll pull off that cork from a from a separate bourbon so all right Mm -hmm. so all right so we we poured this one right before we started and i started nosing it and i'm it's very interesting, and I can't tell why it smells so interesting to me, but it's almost like uh, being outside either right before or right after a rain. I don't, I don't know if that's a good description of it, but it's got that very fresh, uh, fragrant uh, nose to it for see, some reason. See, I, f- I find the nose to be just a little almost like musty, like almost, I don't know, like a, a room that you walked in at your grandma's house that, you know, that's been sitting there and it smelled untouched. like cornbread there, bro. Did it? All right. That's cool. Cornbread. I mean, so my, my grandparents lived in a farmhouse. So like I, I can, I can almost smell that exact same smell. Like my, I walk in my, the, the spare bedroom, which nobody ever used after my, you know, my mom and dad's siblings, after my dad's siblings moved out. But that's what I kind of get is kind of that old, a little bit of dust you know, that type of thing. But, oh, my goodness, this it's very it's a different pour for sure, but it's tasty. What do you think, Ryan? What do you think about the nose on this? Am I am I getting something different here? Um, I get a I get a very vegetal green grassy note that you're I think you're talking about. OK, like that dew on the grass when you walk outside. Yep. Um, that's that's the note that I get from it the most. Um, you can't miss the dusty funk, though. Um, and some of that, I think, just comes from sitting in that bottle for so long. Right. That that is like nothing I've ever had before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, um it's smooth. 
it's got this really just on the front of your mouth different feel to it but it's like nothing i've ever had it's the second taste man wait till you get in there a second time but it mm-hmm. it, it is a definitely a different i mean now i will say i've i think i've only tried mccormick maybe two other times in my life so i don't think it's something that is reminiscent of me or rem, something that reminds me of something else but it's definitely a, a different type of flavor profile that it has on there than, than just about anything I've ever drank. So 101 proof is what we said. Mm-hmm. Now right. this one's this one's the odd one out of the bunch because it was distilled in Missouri. Okay, very interesting. St. So, Louis. Or is, uh, did it say? Didn't say. It it probably says on the back of the decanter, but I didn't tote Elvis all the way out here. Gotcha. Oh, so this was in Elvis. Yep. This was a a white 77 McCormick Elvis. Yes. So was is McCormick or was it owned by any of the big ones or was it its own separate distillery? It's my understanding that they were their own separate thing and that's why they started putting some of the more collectible stuff on it like Elvis because they were trying to sell more versus some of the more well-known And I think they brands. sold, I think Lux Row bought them whenever they bought Ezra Brooks and all that stuff. So I'm a little too young to know some of this and I haven't done the bourbon research, but decanters, I mean, were they a big thing where people bought it because of the decanter itself? Yeah. It was like art. It was with booze. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My my father tells a story about how his mother and sister and uh, stuff worked for um, Jim Beam and some of the, they would go down and they would, package in boxes these decanters for christmas every year and it it was a it was a huge holiday release every year where they would basically do these decanters for christmas people bound for christmas gifts most of the time they wouldn't open them they would just put them on the shelves it was basically a piece of artwork how much of what we're drinking is lead paint (laughs) so the lead paint concern comes in with the turkey um those they used China from Taiwan and China from China. Yeah. So um, with those, those are the ones that the paint was lead paint. So as long as you don't have it running down the side of your decanter, you're generally okay. It's the, it's the paint you're concerned with. So Ryan, do you like the McCormick? The McCormick is good. It's a great entry level dusty. Um, you know, usually you can find these really inexpensively relative to what the other ones we're about to get into. Um, it's not my favorite. I, it won't offend you if I say I didn't like it. No. All right. I don't like it. <laughs> so it's definitely, I different. am going to finish it though. <clears throat> you definitely should. Um, but yeah, it's definitely different. Like I said, it's one of those things that it's one of the most unique pours I've tried in a long time as far as the flavor profile that comes with it. And I will say when people like I'm, I'm one of those people that i I don't typically get mint, but that's something that I got mint on. Like I could taste like some mint and like, and it might've been what you said, you know, like grassy note, things like that. Maybe Toby can make some more noise. Um, but it, it, it's definitely a unique pour. Thank so. you for that one, Ryan. Very interesting. Oldest thing I've had up until a few minutes coming ahead of us here. Yep. So next we're going to go with the 1969 Oak Crow Chessman. So this is the one where they come in the chess pieces. Yep. Correct. And these things are, people get stupid about collecting the whole chessboard? Yes. Absolutely. Do you own the whole chessboard? I have the chessboard. I do not have all the pieces. Okay. So all of, all of the chessmen, when they were sold originally, came with a hang tag that you could buy. You could send in your 
and they you could buy the chessboard and it was a um, faux rabbit fur chessboard brown and white and you could play out a whole game on there if you really wanted to you any good at chess no scott how about you i suck at chess but i will say this i am a massive fan of the queen's gambit i don't know if y'all have watched it on netflix a i find it extremely interesting and b that redhead is kind of hot even though she really isn't you know very voluptuous so i haven't asked i haven't asked toby yet if he's any good at chess but i just imagine toby is good at chess no i am lies no i'm i'm pretty good at chess. i'm pretty sure my daughter could beat him well she's probably pretty smart well she's smart but i mean she doesn't play hardly i would beat her no you wouldn't lies anyways i toby just make shit up all the quickly time. i was just trying to make fun of toby because he looks like he's good at chess all right ryan you're nosing it what do you think the chessman is just a, a totally different experience on the nose there's just so much there and from 1969 this doesn't smell like something that came out of a uh, a 40-year-old bottle. The first one we tried, definitely, you could definitely tell that, like you said, the musty funk, or mm-hmm. it def- this Toby. does not have that. Toby funk? Yeah, the Toby funk. 69. I, I just had to say it. Sorry. Yeah, we're sure you did. So these came out of a light pawn that was pretty generously full. So um, that's why you may not be getting as much of that dusty funk, because there wasn't as much air in there to actually oxidize. So all of these, when they came to you, they had a tax strip in place and never been open that you could tell. Correct. Yeah, no, everything Nobody was. had poured them out and put tw- 2015 Jim Beam in it. No. That does taste like nothing I've ever had. It smells smells great. I, I actually love the smell of it. I'm not sure about the taste. It, it's, it's a different flavor that I'm just not used to. How would you describe it? You've tried it several times, I'm sure. Um, the, the closest thing that I can say is on some of the older bourbon, you'll get a, like a leather note, like a, like a saddle that's been oiled and you get this leather note on the finish. So the chessman to me was better than McCormick. Absolutely. Much, much better. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I don't, much better. I, but- I don't know that I could describe it much other than better. So I'm going to, I'm going to agree with what Ryan said. A, I think you get a little bit of that leather. Um, you definitely get some caramel notes, um, but it, it's still got some of that dusty, you know, old old bottles taste to it. Like you can tell it's got some some age to it, um, but it's very, very reminiscent to me of Jim Beam in some capacity, like very similar to what I would, you know, think of Jim Beam when I, when I think of that. So I'm kind of curious to see how it corresponds to what the actual 76 Beam tastes like. I'm a little interested to know how much I have tainted my taste buds over the summer drinking 95% old foe and what I have just honed the taste buds into what I like and not able to pick up on a whole lot of other stuff right now. I don't know. I don't know. I hope you haven't ruined your taste buds. You couldn't ruin it with old Fobo. Well, I'm just saying just in general, you got to be able to have a, he, he said a old Fobo. Oh, Fobo. That's what he just said. Old Fobo. Old Fobo. All right. So, now, second second like sip is always like my favorite. One. Yeah, one, one of the interesting things with this was that I actually got these with the original distributor's case. So it's actually got the date. So these were November of 1969. So it's it's unusual that you would find the original case with the, the pieces. Huh. But that makes it one of the earlier Old Crows. So hmm. 51 years old this yes. month? Yes, that's 51 correct. years old. Damn, that is old. It, it is. is, yeah. 
It's older than everybody in this room. Corn was different back then. Well, it just shows you that even though as long as you storm correctly and everything like that, the stuff's going to last. I mean, we we assume that we're all going to make it through the night and not drink some lead paint or something. So I watched a video the other day on Dusty Hunters. I don't know if you are on that group or not, but like this dude literally found a three-gallon jug of some bourbon made in Kentucky or Illinois or something. They made bourbon in Kentucky? (laughs) From... Well, I mean, I can't remember where it was from. It might don't, even don't laugh at anyway, Toby. It, it makes him do it more. <laughs> it was from pre-prohibition. It was a three-gallon jug, and it was actually in its original like wooden box, like crate that it came in. And the dude undecanted it. You know, it's got this big jug, and he's like literally pouring it in. It's just crazy when you look at the fact that how on earth did that make it from 1918 to today? It was stored in some place cool and no sunlight. I know, but I mean, still, it's just crazy to think that something made it that long. It's just like when you see people, you know, pull out, like, Jonah. Anybody knows Jonah that's in the bourbon community? That dude finds some weird shit, and, like, where does he find it? Like, I mean, how how are these bottles just still sitting around in people's basements or The back corner of the interwebs. Mm-hmm. The interwebs. That's right. The back corners of the interwebs so somewhere. I, I really like this, this chessman. I, I've had it before. Um... I just I enjoy this pour. To me, it's just it's it's definitely something different that you don't experience with a lot of other dusties. Okay, so I am an inexperienced guy on all of these here uh, to know the brand or any of that. Do you know any of the mash bills on these things to know what they were? I I don't know the the mash bills on these. No. Um, what I do know on the Chessmen is that the time that they were putting these into bottles, they were pulling barrels out of the warehouse and they said they were at least eight years old. And I think eight years old was an understatement because if you taste some of the oak and some of the caramel that's in there, I mean, that's developed in with bourbons that we know today, they're 12 or 14 or 15 year old bourbon to be able to, to get that flavor. And I think that was commonplace. I think they just said, well, look, the, the worst barrel we have in there is eight years old. We're just going to throw eight years old on that. And I don't think age statement played as much of a role back then. More about the flavor. Right. <clears throat> Absolutely. Okay. Uh, gotcha. What are I, we going for next? I think so next we're in the 1976 Jim Beam. So I, I think that we're going to find that these taste very similar. That's just my personal opinion. I don't know. I haven't tried this one yet, so we'll find out. It does not smell the same. Beam me up, Scotty. It definitely has a it, it has a better it has a better nose than the, than the other three or the other two that we've tried. Well, three. So, Josh, you can rest easy that this one, you can have as much of it as you want. It was in a glass bottle. It was <laughs> not, had no exposure to lead. Um, these were the Bicentennial um, Saturday Night Press bottles, and they were glass bottles that were hand-painted onto the glass, and there was a whole series for that year. Now, this one specifically was a Airman, Airman Bicentennial decanter and um you know everything came out beautifully dark relative to you know if you hold the mccormick up to the light just the the darkness there is is crazy different um am i picking up it has a beautiful nose to it am i picking up butterscotch in that thing almost like uh i don't want to call it a werther's but it's got a really strong butterscotchy. So I'm getting I'm getting toffee, but toffee and butterscotch are very close or reminiscent of each other. And, and I was going to say toffee as well, but I'm not sure that I was picking it up that way. But 
It's got a really strong, that butterscotch, caramelly. You know, it almost tastes like pecan praline. Pecan praline. Like when you're making, you know, you ever made pralines? Or your mom ever made pralines? Your grandma? I'm not from Georgia. Like a chocolate turtle without the chocolate. I just like chocolate. Hmm. I, I don't know. I'm getting I'm getting pralines. I don't know that I've ever had a praline. You've never had a praline? I don't think so. How think have the- you never had a praline? I was going to say the same thing, Toby, but then I thought Scott might make fun of me. The real- I'm not going to make fun of you. I mean, it, I will definitely say that candies are very family distinct, right? Like certain families eat certain things. Like Toby's family obviously like bourbon balls because Toby loves bourbon well, balls. Well, it's because my mom likes bourbon balls. But that's what I'm saying. So your family, so your mom made bourbon balls, so therefore you grew up eating bourbon balls, so therefore you like bourbon balls. So Scott, balls of bourbon. Ma- make us some pralines. Yeah, why don't you make us a praline? I don't know next how time. to make pralines. I mean, Come I, on. I, I'm sure I could do a recipe and, and I'm figure sure it out. I'm sure you can find a YouTube video that has. Uh, I absolutely could. So we'll, we'll we'll talk about that in the future. Now, Scott, is it pecan or pecan? Oh, it's pecan. Okay, so absolutely. We it, don't, nobody says pecan around here. Is it? That's Georgia. People say pecan down in Georgia. Is it caramel or caramel? It's caramel. I mean, you are some fucked up people. The city is just a. north of Indianapolis. It's Carmel. That's because there's only one A in it. That is true. There is only one A in Carmel, but it's called Carmel because everybody in Indiana says Carmel except for you two fucks dicks. It's caramel, bro. Caramel. No. Are you going to eat a caramel apple or a caramel apple? Caramel apple. All right. This was really good. And you, this, the same thing you know is you kind of taste that, that pecan. <laughs> that caramelish butterscotch flavor in it and beautiful. beautiful dude i definitely pour. get nuts and baking spices and all kinds of stuff on this this is definitely a, a unique pour and it's very good yeah absolutely this is one of my favorite dusties um you can drink it without feeling bad about it it's well beans yeah. pretty regularly available i mean like you said i mean this and probably the mccormick are probably the cheaper ones of the ones that you find what did we say the proof was um this one's 86 Right around that super sweet. (laughs) Right around that proof that I just love to drink. Uh, You love that ninety. I do love the ninety proof. But you know what got me started deep into bourbon was a I think it was an eighty six proof, and I'm thinking it was eighty six, and it may have been lower. But the uh, the old medley twelve year. Oh yeah. That uh, I really enjoyed the crap out of for a year or so. That was like the the odd hard to find bottle. And that's what got me really digging more into bourbon. And then the more I drank it, the less I liked it. But um, that kind of reminds me some of that. No, I get that for sure. I'll tell you, I, this is this is solid. I really enjoy this. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna get in for my third sip just to see if anything's changed. I already finished mine off. It was good though. I'm debating yeah. if I want to finish the little bottle he brought him in. So, all right, we've had McCormick, we've had Chessman. And we've had Beam, so we're going, we're on our way to one of my favorites. On our way to 1984. Ooh, I'm older than that. You're actually older than this one. Nice. So so this one's a 1984 wild turkey decanter. This is a spring decanter. So they did four decanters for the year. This is the first one for 84. And this one's 101 proof? 101 proof, yes. Wild turkey 101. What was the reasoning in in the order that you wanted to go... I wanted you guys to to see the difference between the beam and the chessman um, back to back. The the turkey because it's a it's always been a higher rye mash bill. Um, that one is just that higher percentage of rye just makes it very different. Um, and then the McCormick is just its own animal. So um, you know, just like Josh, it's a love it or hate it 
dusty. Gotcha. Um, but you're able to learn those dusty funk flavors. Wait, 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 wait. Are, are you saying it's like me? You either love me or you hate me? Exactly. I haven't known you long enough, Josh. <laughs> Most women would probably say that. <laughs> I like it. I like it. So I took a nose on this one, and it just smacked my nostrils. And, and, and depending on what day we catch Mandy, she might she might feel the same way. It's either I love him or I hate him. Yes. <laughs> Has has I'll, wild turkeys mash bill stayed the same? I've not paid attention to the old stuff. Pre- it, pretty much, it's it's tried and true. That one hundred one's not changed a whole lot. Is this a one hundred one? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Jimmy Russell made this one, right? Should he could have? I mean, who knows? I mean, nineteen eighty four. I mean, he was there working. Okay. When did Jimmy take over being the master distiller? Anybody know? I guess I could get out the old Google. You could. There's a thing called Google, and it goes on these big things called smartphones that are better than most supercomputers from the Re- 80s. Reaches out to those interwebs. Why do you, uh, yeah, that's so funny that you all said interwebs, both of you have today. Um, we're, we're reenacting a play from high school, and uh, when we were talking about kids, that was one of the things, that was one of the, the things they had in the dialogue that they now, wanted me to say was the interwebs. Now, just to be clear, they didn't have the internet when you all were in high school? Not um, really, no. Uh, no, AOL was what ninety six, ninety seven. Yeah, when I was in high school, we the only computers that we used was for typing and to get the card catalogs in the library or to play Oregon Trail. Yeah, that was pretty that was actually solitary. that was actually elementary school, but, but middle yeah. school. Okay, it was ninety eight before I owned my own first computer. Gotcha. And what Toby was one of them fancy dudes. He always bought Macs from the beginning. I mean, as soon as, as soon as Mac <laughs> came out, Toby had to get Mac. I'm surprised to say that you learned to type or to use a computer for typing. I learned how to type on a typewriter, and that was in like 1998. Just didn't. no. We had we had keyboards. Where'd it was you, called, it was called keyboarding at Jeff I. Jeff I. Oh, okay. Yeah, Mr. Isaacs. <laughs> we didn't have it. We hey, we, same guy. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Isaacs. Yeah, we had typewriters. Though. We didn't have typewriter. We had an actual like little. Like the old Commodore 64 type yeah, deals. Yeah, keyboards, yeah. I huh. didn't learn how to type until AIM Instant Messenger, because that was the only reason I had to actually learn it. AOL Instant Messenger. Yeah, to talk to girls in middle school. Yep. Look and getting those you. chat rooms and everything. Mm-hmm. You ever send them any dick pics? Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. Uh, that would have taken like three or four hours to upload, and then three or four hours to download. Because so, you got no, a big schwanz, no. or because it was the Stop speed? it. <laughs> And he needed four monitors Ew. side by side. <laughs> so I was watching this. Uh, all right, all right, we digress. No, I know. I got to tell this funny story that kind of goes but along do with you? this. I really do. It's kind of funny. So I was watching um, the best of roast on Comedy Central, and it was just like little three minute snippets. And the Justin Bieber um, roast. Next, every, I don't need to hear about Bieber. It, it's not even about Bieber. So it's about Shaq. So Shaq was on the on the Bieber roast, and every single person that roasted Shaq talked about how big a Schwanz was. I just thought it was funny. It's funny. Funny. Now guy. he's like the Papa John's guy. I know he is. He's the face of Papa John's. <clears throat> better ingredients, better pizza. You could get the Shacaroni. Yeah. Do you think he called it the Shacaroni back then? Who knows what they called it back then? So I I enjoyed the beam. Nose better than the wild turkey. I haven't tasted a sip of it yet. I would agree with you. I would think you probably would. I mean, this is a much more higher rye, so it's going to have a little bit more spice to the nose. So it's going to hit you a little different. I would say I get a little bit more cherry on the nose of this one versus the others. Yeah, it's different. You should have seen the to- the face Toby just made. Not much <laughs> different than his regular face, but still ugly. <laughs> still ugly as fuck. This has a very interesting... Uh, front of the tongue kind of mouth feel to it different than all of the others and 
I hate to say that I, I like the Beam better than this one. Like, this to me doesn't taste that much different than that 94-101 that I have in that bottle. My taste buds just must be messed up right now. I mean, you got that It's you got that rye, and it's high on the front side. It has just a touch of bite, and then you got a little bit of uh, that caramel and, and a little bit of that vanilla, but it's, it's just got a nice smooth finish on the back end i mean it's, right. it's wild turkey it's 101 ryan what do you like the best here my favorite's the beam okay i would agree beam and i'm not saying this is not the beam's not better than this i'm just saying this is very I, this is turkey i can tell this is turkey like just drinking it is turkey okay i hear you toby what do you think yeah i, I like this but but, but you really for, like the peach brandy i like the, <laughs> the, the the beam by far out of these four would be the one that that I would like to, to continue to um, sip on. This one's not bad. Chessman's not bad. But that Beam, I think just, I don't know why, it, it's it's just got a great flavor to it. No, that Beam is definitely really, really good. I think this Wild Turkey is really good. Um, man, I don't know. Let me get into this one more time. Get it. Get it. Mm, that peach brandy, though. Mm. Yeah, the, the Wild Turkey, I think the thing that I appreciate about the Dusty versus today's 101 or even a early 2000s 101 is just the fact that because it's a little bit older that rye even though it hits you on the front of the palate it kind of mutes out so it's not as punch you in the face as some of the today's 101 it doesn't go all the way back you're right it, it doesn't it's uh it's just very very little on the front side and it doesn't even go to the middle it, it's not even like front to middle finish it's just front little bite and then it's just got a really smooth finish it's not the wild turkey 101 that i remember from 2003 when i was in college no definitely not that it is it you're, is you're also not shooting it josh well that's true we did fair whole, enough we killed a whole fifth in one night um that was like nine of you though <laughs> two of you <laughs> turn 21 bro there you go well, there's nothing wrong with that remember dave's 21st birthday oh my god all right i don't even want to i don't even want to think about that one toby what'd you like the most man by far it was the beam okay. this was the one that easily for me was the the best nose best overall flavor um okay. but the last three are something that i would certainly like to have on my shelf gotcha i i would totally pass on the mccormick wouldn't even worry about dropping a dollar on it the beam was really good the chessman to me was better than the turkey but maybe it was just different i don't know that's where i'm at I'm going to go Beam, Chessman, Turkey. Thank you for copying me. Copier. I am. I, I, I just, I, I agree with you. I think that's the route that I would go in that situation. What about you, Ryan? Which I was surprised because, you know, I, I really thought the Chessman would blow the rest of them away, honestly. Because it's so old? No, just because I, I've had it before and it, it, it was good. Um, but I, I've not had a Beam. I've not had a 76 Beam, evidently. You know, I mean, that that's a good solid pour. So yeah. I, I don't drink a lot of Beam. I um, it's not something that I would say I'm familiar with in current day whiskey. Is why not 2020 Come beam on. good? Yes, it's going to taste very different than that. Only because it's not going to have that dustiness to it. It's just not going to have that musty. I tried a, a bonded beam the other day, twenty four dollars. I really enjoyed yeah, it. Jim Beam bottled and bond is there's nothing wrong with it. It's a perfectly good pour. Who, who it's just like beam? early times bottled and bond. It's a perfectly good pour. Did he just yeah. say who makes Jim Beam? <laughs> <laughs> it's not something I drink. I don't. Is it? It's Beam. Jim Beam. It, it's just Beam. <laughs> Jim, yeah, okay. Jim Beam makes Jim. All right, I, I beam, couldn't recall Knob if it Creek. Was, 
all those down there. Oh, oh, Knob Creek brand. Okay, yeah. sorry. And you guys. like Knob Creek? Yep. Booker's Little Book, Knob Creek, Beam Suntory. The only yep. one of those that I drink is Knob Creek, and I just don't pay attention to the brand. So, and that I, might be why you like the Beam so much. I like to go wading in the creek, but I'm wading in a hundred and twenty proof creek, mm-hmm. which is you know blown me away a lot this year too. Drinking the single barrels. A twelve year old Knob Creek is really good. The hundred proof or yeah. the hundred and twenty proof. I still just prefer the, or the cask strength. Sorry, That's no, the hundred picks. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'd prefer to go with picks for beam stuff. Um, the only shelfer beam product that I really have messed around with is the uh, the prohibition style. The oh. Prohibition style. Pro, prohibition. Uh, yeah. Not old tub. Who who makes is it? The one tub? that's like fifteen dollars. I ended up buying. Buying them at eight bucks a bottle at Party Center. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, um, those are actually good. Yeah, for just a, a low end bottle, it's, it's a very good pour. Old tub. What's the other? Who one? does make old tub? I don't remember. Is it a Heaven Hill brand? Uh, I don't think so, but I could be wrong. I don't know. Get on the interwebs. Anyways, Weaver's. Oh, a, repeal batch. Yeah, oh, repeal, repeal batch. Yeah. yeah. Weaver, Weaver's a big fan of old tub now. He is, and I was shocked. You know what? I'm so proud of Steve. I mean, he's really, you know, he's grown as a as a as a man and as an individual. He drinks bourbon. So know? I think it was one of our single barrels, though, is what got him into drinking it. If I recall here, over the last couple of months, one of the yep the Starlight picks. One of the Starlight picks is what it was. Yep he he really enjoyed that the so old the tub, 2020s closed. Old Tub is a Jim Beam brand. Is it Beam? And mm-hmm. I do like Old Tub. It, it for a twenty dollar bottle, it's not bad at all. No, but no. yes, uh, Weaver, as you all called him, Weaver. Um, he was. I think he told me he killed the twenty twenties clothes bottle, yep. and it was a good bottle. So I don't blame him. No, I, I've, I've still got a few of those left. I don't say I got one got. of those. I've gone through three of them. Really. Yeah, I'm, I'm I through like two. Two. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I like whiskey. I, I'm, I mean, I'm on. To my, I'm on to my third one, but only because I took those two bottles to Dave, which were open, and they had about yay much mm-hmm. gone out of them. So. I like whiskey. Whiskey likes me. Have at it. You you're like, fighting COVID with. Do you it. like corn? Do you like rain? I like corn. You like whiskey? You like when you're what song girl are you gets thinking? a little frisky? It's one of those songs. I Let can't remember it. I don't listen to that. Was much that Luke Bryan? So you're gonna bust open. Rain is a good thing. So I'm gonna say the the 2020s closed. I really like that one on one big fat cube and just fill that glass all the way up. You know that what? was about perfect. So we've talked about this a couple times, and I I don't like it with water on it. I don't like it with ice at all. It is a very good pour just by itself. That's where you're gonna get the cherry flavor and the caramel notes in it. But I think once you put a little water in it, for some reason, it just dies down really quickly to me. But drinking it just neat, very good in my opinion. Scott is here opening up a bottle. He had to do the... This is the Copper and Kings Chocolate Cherry Stout. Yep. This was uh, the Silver Dollar and uh, Proof Restaurant. They did a... uh, Pearl. No, Proof. Oh, was Proof? The re- yeah, so Silver Dollar and Proof did a um, joint venture on buying this barrel from Copper and Kings. Okay. So this is definitely not dusty, but it has uh, got a different... This is part of the Phoenix series, which basically what they did... Phoenix. Is that like uh, in Harry Potter where the, the bird that goes yes, away? Yes, catches on fire, yep. <laughs> okay. Or Phoenix from... Arizona. The... What is it? Marvel? You know, Phoenix. Jean Grey turns into Phoenix. I got nothing on you. You do have a thing for redheads, Scott. I do have a thing for redheads. So... Before we get to this 
thanks again, Ryan, for bringing these dusties. They were all really good. The well, um, that the the, the, the brand the preach bandy hit me, still hits me kind of funky. Um, but before we get into this, I want to say thanks again. Absolutely. And one of the things that I wanted to bring up before we get to this Copper and Kings bottle here is during the anniversary edition, you were talking. Everybody was talking about their best distillery tours and no, everything we, like that. We were talking about you. Well, that too, but it How wasn't you passed brought, out. It wasn't brought up about the tour that we did with Copper and Kings. To me, it was one of the best that we've done. Um, Brandon over there at Copper and Kings gave us a great tour. Um, we got to go down and, and hear them beating music into the barrels. Um, all the different, we got to taste so many different things. It was, it was amazing, <laughs> but, uh, I just wanted to bring that up before we get into this. Beating music into the barrels. That's what he does with the music. It's called boom, sonic boom, aging. Boom. That's what it was. Yeah. That's like the 1970s porn music right there. Bow, chicka, bow, bow. No, it wasn't. I didn't go. Chicka, bow, wow. All right. Toby, you got it. What do you think, buddy? That's like a heavy pour on it's, this it's one. It's got a it's got a real sweet nose. It's it's got a good nose. I really uh, like the the smell of that. Is it? So while you all are trying, I'm going to tell a little bit more about the actual Phoenix series itself. So what they did was they took barrels and I imagine that <laughs> that were basically spent, and then they cooked the new barrels. They charred the new barrels with the old barrels, so they got all the flavor from those old barrels charred into the new barrels. Is it like when you take a marshmallow and you stick it over the fire and it the, it all caramelizes? Yes. So basically they took the wood from the old one, smoked it all up, set a fire, and, and basically turned all that wood into new wood. Okay, so i got to ask. I, I've noticed this. Do you guys get sweet tea in this? Am I? Yes, absolutely. Okay, I want to make sure. I, it, it was very interesting. It's like a kind of a... Almost like an Arnold Palmer sweet tea. It's got a little bit of a, a citrus and hit I was going to say not like a southern sweet tea, but like something you get in Louisville. Yeah. Because southern sweet tea is like, it's just tea. Right. But no, I, I definitely get that. I get almost, like I said, almost like a little bit of lemon or citrus, maybe even orange. Oh, what was it? Okay, so we were uh, a couple weeks ago. We were or maybe a week ago, whenever it was. We were at we were at Rabbit Hole and gin. And I told you guys that was my first time really drinking gin, other than off the off the whatever you want to call it at Starlight. And you weren't bullshitting about wanting to get a bottle, and you actually went down and paid for one on the way out. I went. And I paid my fifty bucks. I got my bottle. I took it home, cracked it, cracked it, poured it open. And I said, "Damn, smell that! It smells like." Smells like a juniper and some lemon, and it did. And then I poured Mandy a glass, and she's like, "I don't want that shit." <laughs> but I liked it. I enjoyed it that night. I All say, right. talk about college. I always thought I hated gin. Well, I figured out I just don't like tonic. Huh. So I'm 38, and I want to say this is probably the maybe second time in my life I've had gin, just because it sounded like an old man drink. So I, I think I'm where you are with that, Ryan. I, I just don't like tonic. Ooh. Gin doesn't really bother me. But I just something about it. And, and I think what made me realize that was when I traveled to Europe like the third time was like they want to put bubbly water and look everything. at me. I I've been to Europe it. three times. Show off. Sorry, my bad. I travel. Listen, you not can't, this year. You don't. You can't take Only your, to Carmel. <laughs> can't, can't take your money with you, bitch. <laughs> he travels to Carmel. I travel to your mom's. <laughs> so this has a lot of heat to it. Oh hell yeah! It's one twenty six. It's got it's got some I, I got taste, some stank on it. I taste sweet tea too. I don't know. Yeah, it's got that. 
It's got a little, I mean, I'll call it a little bit of afterburn. Pretty smooth, though. But that chocolate cherry comes out on that finish real, real clear to me. Oh, yeah, okay. for sure. I'm not getting it. But You're not getting that the, the chocolate? Let, let me try it again. And, and I'll be honest with you, you, you get that stout beer like you get. I love stout beer. It is yeah. good. It's 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 in your mid palate. So when you, it's in my belly. <laughs> so take a little bit of it. This has a long finish. It just sits there, and you can just feel it, and it, and just swish it around just a little bit, especially like in the mid part of your mouth. Yeah, sides of your tongue and the tip. Yeah, especially on the side. Like just that's where tip. I really pick up like the stout, and then as it, as it goes down, you really get that cherry, and you get um, a lot of that the caramelization from that brandy. So. No burn, no afterburn. A lot of I, I could get. I want to call it kind of creamy almost. It's got a, some oil to a, it. A creamy feel going around, swishing there in your mouth, and it's uh, it's not, not very viscousy. Good God, Toby! Thank you. Yeah, the legs on these are fantastic. <laughs> I like it. It doesn't hang to the glass though. I mean, it's not super oily, but it's got an oily flavor when it when it hits your mouth. It almost, maybe just this glass doesn't hold oil very well. Looks like it's in a George T. Stag bottle. Am I wrong on that? No, it's very similar to a George T. Stag bottle. It's gorgeous. Other than the fact that it's got the big and on the side of it. Ampersand? Yep. And, ampersand, whatever. Ampersand. Yeah, I think that was probably one of the most overlooked bottles at the Silver Dollar sales. I mean, that's been available, like, what, the last three sales? I'm yep. really disappointed that Scott didn't pick me up a Blanton's. What the heck? I didn't know you wanted a Blanton's. Check your text. I messed that up, man. My bad. All good. I got enough. Right. I'm just buying old foe. It don't matter. So I, I really enjoy this. I do too. Very good. I um they I mean, phenomenal. So do they make this in house or is it something sourced? I don't know anything about making brandy. So they make their own at Copper and Kings, and they basically, like I said, they they took what was a chocolate cherry stout beer that was in a bourbon barrel, and then they set it on fire. And made their brand new barrels that they aged this brandy in. You're telling us how they finished it, right? Or is it no? That's how it, the well, brandy yes. gets made, and then they finished it in, in that barrel, a, yeah. a chocolate cherry stout barrel. No, or a in chocolate. A, st- in they barrel, aged it they in aged the same it, barrel the, the same, whole time. Right. Okay. But it was the barrel that was made off of the fire from a chocolate cherry stout barrel. Gotcha. Okay. Which is weird, like, but they said they wetted them like a whole whole bunch before they set the fire. Like, this may is, be is that the correct word? Wetted them, moistened, they wet it. them down, moistened them, whatever. I don't, dude. You can make fun of me all you want. I don't care. I will have to say this is one of the weirdest tastings I've done. We started with a peach brandy. We drank four really old and three three of which were good bourbons, and then we went to a chocolate cherry stout brandy. Yep. Weird as hell. It is weird as hell, but it's tasty. Tasty, yes. So, but you know. said you weren't going to try that one. Well, I tried to slowly partake of the others, so I didn't drink too much. Gotcha. I, th- I bet he finishes it too. I always do. It's like Mortal Kombat. Finish him! Oh my god, was that PlayStation Mortal Kombat or was it Nintendo? That was Sega. Wasn't that was it? Sega. Originally. Sega Genesis. Yep. Sega. <laughs> it was Sega. The only reason I really remember is because I used to work at Aladdin's Castle and I would play Mortal Kombat 2. And, and you were like, what, 20 the when the original Nintendo Entertainment System came out? No, I was, we were younger I was younger than that. that. I, was in, I was in high school. You I'm fucker. messing. <laughs> so is Aladdin's like Gaddyland? So Aladdin's no. Castle. You've never been to Aladdin's Castle? I he's too young. Aladdin's, Aladdin's Castle is. was out of business before he was born. It was uh, arcade. It was just, yeah. a, just all video games. 
the the old style Pac-Mans and stuff like that, but they were just lying in the Ryan store. was born when we were in high school, when we graduated high school. So Aladdin's Castle was still around when he was born, but he would have never been old enough to ever partake or enjoy it. Huh. So I've been to Aladdin's Castle. Yeah. But very cool. So they they had Aladdin's castles in the malls. So back, back oh, okay. when people would go places and you could take do, coins out of your pocket and put them in things and do things. Yeah. And you could go to the mall without your parents. You yes. Could. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. They, they, I remember being dropped off at the early age. Here, go. See ya. Please just, just well, go. Then there was River Falls mall. And here's we'll a quarter. Make sure one. you keep it so you can call us. <laughs> Cause there weren't no fucking cell phones. Wait, I do remember pay phones. How about pagers? I bet Scott had I had a beeper. I definitely had a beeper. I had a Motorola Uh, beeper. So, well, Ryan, thanks for the experience. Um, Going through this flight was very unique and very special, I think. Um, We all had the general consensus that the 76 Beam is the winner. Absolutely. The 1969 Chessman is second, Wild Turkey third, and the McCormick finished a distant fourth <laughs> absolutely the only asterisk i put in there is that i believe the chessman nose is probably the best out of all four i would agree with that i don't disagree with what you're saying the chessman knows there's something very special about that for sure and we can probably even throw the 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 1981 decupper uh peach brandy in in probably fourth place in front of the McCormick. i'm gonna go get some pancakes i think that would be wise but i, I pancakes you, and bacon i love bacon why is bacon so good? Because. Oh, we should glaze some bacon with that. Holy yes. shit. How good would that be? <laughs> Toby, you got any bacon? Toby, you got bacon? I don't think I do. Fucker. Yeah. <laughs> Next. <laughs> I hear you. So, uh, we had a great experience. Good things. Ryan, do you have anything you want to let people know about you? Do you want people to look for you? Probably um, not. I don't know. No, I, I don't have anything that anybody needs to follow me for. But, right. uh, you know, just... Don't take for granted stuff that you don't recognize. You know, if there's a bottle on the shelf that has some dust on it, it's in the back. You know, a lot of these little stores, especially in southern Indiana, they'll just put the newest stuff on the front of the shelf, and it takes a little bit of looking, but you can find some gems in there. Yep, yep. Matter of fact, one of my favorite Dusties ever is uh, one that Toby found at a, an estate sale, 1981 Old Granddad 114. Matt still has it. I know he's got like this much left, though. I mean, it's like just a sip. And I gave it to him. That was stupid, wasn't it? It was dumb. But you know, you're a good dude. I don't care what what they tell you. Max profit. Yep. That he he hooked he got hooked up on. Yep. Absolutely. So, well, Well, actually, I need to say, hey, if you're going to look for us, Bourbon Barrel Talk at Gmail dot com is the best way to email us. If you want to follow us on Facebook, you can do that. You can get us on Instagram, Twitter. Um, tweet, tweet. We want you to hit the subscribe button so that way, whenever the, the, the when the episodes are downloaded, you get them instantly. Yeah. And you subscribe just, on Apple Podcast or whatever. The, yep, Spotify. We are now on. Was it? What did I tell you? We're on Pandora. Is that the one we were on? Stitcher and Stitcher, Amazon. Amazon. Amazon was the new one we picked up. So Amazon Prime. If you want to listen on there, you can listen on there. Even though it's you know, but we have all those outlets that you can listen to our podcast. But this is a uh, Scott, Toby, Mister Ryan Houchins, and Josh signing off. Peace. Peace. Out.